There's this common misconception that all Scotch whiskies peat it and all Irish is triple distilled unpeated. And it's just nonsense. It's not actually true in any way, shape, or form. Um, there's there's always been peat Irish whiskey. Always. Uh, but <laughs> lots of it wasn't government whiskey, is maybe a good way of putting it. A lot of it was illegal. Uh, but a lot of it wasn't either. There was lots and lots and lots of, of peated Irish whiskey. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what peat is, this is a lump of peat. Is, is this like playing a furrow? Is this like playing a furrow? Is it? Well, this this was like stealing this from my uh, stepsister's next door neighbour this afternoon. <laughs> Here, as long as you didn't steal it from your stepsister, you're all right. That's all right. Now, now listen, Mark Kerr's in already, and, and he doesn't know this, but we have done this especially for him. Yes. Without without further ado, we apologize for the audio quality, but we'll take it away. Here you go. Watch this, Mark. So we've got a bit of a special uh, tasting tonight for you, because... We're about to try something which we got given by a very, very, very special friend of the show. And uh, Marty, you're standing by for us there. Uh, who have we got tonight? Uh, sort of that uh, was very generous and delivered something to us. We have one of our uh, regular viewers, uh, lovely Mark Kerr, when he was 50, was given a bottle of Glen Grant 50-year-old single malt. Um, he was very kind and gave us a little bottle, a little sample of this. Um, so you and I are going to try it ourselves. Okay, now I have no idea what to expect uh, from this at all. No idea whatsoever what to expect. So we are going to try it uh, at the same time. I, I, I've been rather cheeky and I have tried it already. Uh, so we will... Uh, We'll try it together. So here we go. Here we go. Listen, bottoms up. Now, first the nose, Justin. The nose first. And you can smell already. You can smell that the, 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 there's... The internet has, has let us down, of all things. Uh, so, I, I don't know what that's about. Uh, the internet is keeled over on us. It, uh, it it won't play for us, unfortunately, Marty. And, and I've checked it already tonight. I don't know what that's about. We 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 never we never win. We never win. These 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 glitches these glitches are going to kill me. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 maybe just give a little narration of what was supposed to be on video there. Very generously, um, gave Justin and I a sample bottle of a whiskey that he had been given for his 50th birthday. And it was a Glen Grant 50-year-old whiskey, 50 years in the barrel. And he very generously gave down a little bottle for Justin and I to sample, which we did the other day. Uh, he Hold on, it seems to have been going. It's decided to go again. We'll see if it takes it this time. We're about to try something which we got given by a very 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 special friend of the show and uh, marty you're standing by for us there uh who have we got tonight uh sort of that uh, was very generous and delivered something to us 
we have one of our uh, regular viewers, uh, lovely Mark Kerr, when he was 50, was given a bottle of Glenn Grant's 50-year-old single malt. Um, he, he was very kind and gave us a little bottle, a little sample of this. Um, so you and I are going to try it ourselves. Okay, now I have no idea what to expect uh, from this at all. No idea whatsoever what to expect. So we are going to try it uh, at the same time. I, I've been rather cheeky and I have tried it already. Uh, so we will uh, we'll try it together. So here we go. Here okay. we go. Listen, bottoms up. Now, first the nose, Justin. The nose first. And you can smell already. You can smell that there's lots of wood there. There's lots of old wood. It smells, it smells almost like, like a library. It's got a lovely oily note to it. Walnut. There's a sherry, sherry influence is there, but it's not overpowering. Everything, everything's working in balance. When you when you pick something up that's that old and hasn't become astringent, there's no bitter flavours come from the wood, from the cask. What, what you're getting there is re really uh, time has, has, has moulded and blended this all into it. A lovely harmonious sort of uh, it, it's a product that that has been allowed to age and take on the characteristics of, of the cask the cask's the key here the spirit has to be good to start with but when you've got something that old and the conditions and the environment that it's going to have to be set in and being allowed to sit for 50 years it's mellowed out it's become there's a slight, a slight musty flavour to it. You, you know, like when you go in, go into an old, an old room, uh, like an old library, and that, that, almost that dust. It's comforting. It's warming. It's, it's fabulous. Man. I mean, I, I took a little sneaky pick, pick of this myself beforehand, and I, I'm not an expert like you. I thought to myself. I'm mistaken. Marty's going to say this is this is nothing special, but uh, you know, hats off to hats to, off. to Mark to Mark Thank Kerr. You very yeah. Much. yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's not often you get to try something like this. See if you put it around the glass and you watch. You see the runs that are coming down. Some people in wine they call this legs. Sometimes, sometimes in Ireland, people will call these the writer's tears. And you can see, but you can see the oil running down and whenever you can tell that the, the viscosity of the, of the, <coughs> the liquid it's all the oils that have come out of the wood into this over that long long period of time and you have all the fieriness will be mellowed out so that when you make a raw spirit it, it, it's fiery it's very burning people people go oh well that's very harsh and that that's Lots of these chemicals, lots of the congeners in the in the remake spirit are basically an assault to the senses. That's why when they go in there and they're cast, the, the cast works with it, and lots of these over a period of time are almost filtered out, um, and that's what you're getting here. Now, it's not very often you get to taste a 50-year-old whiskey, so 
real. I often talk about Nightfield being a real sign of quality. And that as soon as it comes into the night, the whole night is covered. And it, it, so it's all encompassing. It's like, it's like good quality chocolate. It goes in and it covers the night. And you're getting, again, there's that little aged note that you get when you've went to, if you've went to uh, rooms at a castle, you know, one of these old libraries in a castle, there's a, there's a certain note there, and it's, it's that, it's coming through, there's no harsh chemical there, it's nice and balanced, you're getting walnuts, lots of woody influence, but balanced, there's, there's the sherry sweetness coming through there, again it's not sickeningly sweet, Feels like a, a natural, it's almost a tiny rum like quality to this because it's got that, that dark sugar, sort of muscovado sugar, almost like a treacle, tiny little treacle note to it, and it's really well balanced. What kind of money would you say was on, on, on something like that, Marty? Because people always want to ask the question, you know, what kind of money's on it? Because it's a, it's a, this was a special present, I think, for him, wasn't it? For, for you know, it was the same age he was, same year he was born, or something like that. There, it, 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 it truly is fantastic. Superb. Um, a thousand pounds, easy, maybe three thousand pounds for a bottle of this. Um, but when you consider what it is you're buying, you're buying the craft, the care, the the, the age, the history. The, the story now behind it, and what is a thousand pounds? It's a nice amount of money. It's a nice amount of money. Someone gave me a thousand pounds as well, impressed with it. You can't buy an experience like that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll leave it there. That's so we just couldn't do it again, I'm afraid. Uh, so that's why we had to live with a buzz. The interference uh, wasn't visible, but it was audible on playback. So sorry about that. We're back in the room, Marty. Uh, we just wanted to say that big thank you to Mark Kerr there. for, uh, And he also gave us some lovely bottles, as you can see there. Uh, infinity bottles there. There they are there. Uh, and they are, they are absolutely beautiful. So uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, the show con continues. We're back in the room with uh, Peter Irish Whiskey. Just before we go on, that the sharing of that whiskey is it, it, that's really what good quality whiskey should be all be about. You know, I've now we've now had a, a share of Mark's birthday from from twenty seven two thousand seven. Yeah, so it's still the year he was born. So we've actually sort of shared in his birthday party thirteen years later, and that's something you can't do with really with it. And a ton of beer, you know, you can't do that. No, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I took a wee snip before I uh, uh, gave it to you, and uh, I thought I was becoming a whiskey guru because I thought this is fantastic. And you See, completely agreed, big buttery aftertaste. Of course, it was just butter after butter, you know. But I, as I explained to you, it, it's about that real sense of craft and quality, and you can taste it, it comes through. I mean, the idea that one whiskey tastes something like the next. It's just nonsense, you know what I mean? You you get this now. You understand this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to understand that this is a scary thing. This is a scary thing because I, I normally I normally don't get anything. It normally doesn't go in at all. Well, uh, so listen, listen, we're doing peated Irish whiskey tonight. This is the this is the peat. What I mean, it, 
That's the peat. Yes. Now, 21% of Irish landmass was peat bog, or peat, certainly peat, peat, raised peat or peat bog, whatever. 21% of all of Ireland. Now, think about this. Back in the late 18th century, there was lots and lots of very small distilleries in Ireland. There was actually over 1,200 distilleries registered in Ireland, okay? But they were tiny. Most of them were maybe only distilling 1,000 gallons a year. No, a very, very little amount of whiskey. But there's a reason. Why do, why do you peat whiskey? Why do you malt barley? Well, the reason you do it is it releases more sugar. It releases more convertible carbohydrate into... That can be converted then by yeast into to alcohol. Now, if you think about it, you've twenty one percent of the whole landmass of Ireland is peat, which, if you go, are making little amounts of it, needing little amounts of fuel, that's where you get your fuel from. Okay, people just went and cut it by themselves. They went down to as we would call it the moss. Went down with their spade, cut their, their, the peat out, and took it home with them. So lots and lots of these little distilleries, when they were malting their own barley, what they did was, the, the picture you've put up there is actually a slightly more advanced than, than some of them would have been. Lots of them were little wooden racks with a little pit in below it where you would have burnt the peat and, and smoke and dried your barley because once barley starts to germinate, you 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 really but don't more like that one. Yeah, more like that. Now you show the, the the clip with the bush mills. You see the the little pagoda roof that's on the bush mills that comes up, and there's a little pagoda roof. Those are your, where your malting houses are. The bush mills don't malt their own barley on site anymore, but they did. But when they got to a bigger scale in the 19th century, lots of the smaller distilleries have disappeared. The bigger ones, it was actually cheaper for them to import coal from, from England, from Newcastle and that sort of place, to, to heat, to, to get the heat to, to dry their malt, rather than going out with a spade and cutting their own, their own uh, peat. So... The smaller guys would still have been using peat. The bigger guys would have been using coal because it was just economics. On the scale that the big guys would have been using, it was cheaper. Now, the a lot of the big distilleries would have been centred around Dublin. Uh, down in Cork as well. And also up in Belfast, there was lots and lots of, of distilleries. Also lots of ones up in Derry. The two, two, one big one and one not so big one in Derry. Just in terms of economy, they would have been importing coal for, for the maltings. But the smaller guys would still have been using their peat. Now, lots of these would have been doing it, you would say, illegally. Okay? Now... Were the distilleries near where the peat was, uh, uh, and that's why they were peated, like like this map? Well, if you look at the map, look where Dublin is. 
There's not a lot of peat around Dublin. So when they were in the in the centre of Ireland and certainly over in, in Connacht and not like Donegal, peat was abundant. I mean, you just went out and dug it. You know, you just cut it out yourself. You maybe paid pennies to go and cut out peat, so that was why they used it. Now, even the Bog of Allen, right in the, the centre there in, in Ireland, I mean, that covers 370 square miles of, of peat bog, essentially. So, I mean, why, why would you pay for coal on a small scale? The difference was the larger distilleries, they would have had to pay someone to go and cut it and dry it and all that kind of stuff. They needed it on demand when they needed it, so they just used coal. And it was, it was cheaper for them to do it. I said in 1780 there was tw uh, there was 1,228 registered distilleries, but they were only making 1.2 million gallons of whiskey, and some of those were would have been a lot bigger than some of the smaller ones. So you know you're talking very little amounts. So just I mean basically that's like a, a moonshine outfit. That yeah yeah less they'd have been probably a bit more advanced than that, but not much. Okay, they wouldn't have been anything of any major, uh, major amounts. Now, again, why do you peat whiskies? Um, it's to impart flavour. The flavour back in the day would have probably have been a bit of a secondary consideration because they just wanted to dry out the, the, the barley and peat was a free resource. But when you have different sorts of peat, it's made up of different sort of organic matter and depending on the stages of decomposition from the organic matter, it's basically trying to become coal. So it's a stage before it becomes lignite, before it becomes uh, actual coal. Uh, so it's full of organic matter that when it's burnt, certainly when it smokes, it releases these, these chemicals. And you're talking about uh, lignans, as they're called. The, the next stage from peat is lignite, and it's these lignans that then become lignite. Uh, and you have phenolic, the, the chemical composition of it. The, you have all these phenols, you have carbohydrate, you have. Uh, is that is that the lignite? Is it there? Is it in that, in that picture? That's a very primitive uh, molting, drying. Right, okay, yeah. So you have these different chemicals, you know, these long chain phenolic polymers, but you just skip past the the, the chemical. There, there we go, that's the right one, yep. Yeah, so these are, this shows you how complicated these uh, molecules are. They come up and, and, and put onto the barley, which then follow all the way through the distillate and, and then become... Uh, now, the chemistry wouldn't have been known back in the day, but they, they knew what they were tasting, okay? So, all of these in part, I, I talk often about phenols, and anyone who's ever tasted a Lafroig, it's carbolic acid, no carbolic soap, that kind of smell. It, it, it's chemical, it's like the TCP is another one, but it's kind of sweet. And in, and in small doses, you're really, really sensitive to this. So a very lightly peated whiskey would be two to five parts per million. 
a peated whiskey would be 12 to 16 parts per million. And a very heavily peated whiskey could be up to 50 parts per million. That's how sensitive you are to this chemical. But lots and lots of people find it really nice. Yeah, I mean, it just smells like a bonfire. And lots of people find that really, really nice. But why did Ireland get the reputation it did? I read from a little book that I have here. Whoops, just a page. Some numbers on there. A Dr. Donovan, way back in the 1840s, went out to uh, check on, on, on illicit distilling. He wanted to know what, what actually they were doing. And he wrote that the distillery was a small thatched cabin at one end of a large turf light kindled on the ground and covered by a semicircle of large stones. Resting on these stones and over the fire was a 40-gallon tin vessel which answered both for heating the water and the body of the still. So they're heating their houses with the turf. Okay. When it comes to, to actually malting the barley, he wrote, the distiller made his malt by soaking a sack of barley in bog water, draining it and causing germination, usually by spreading it on the floor of his cabin. When sufficiently germinated, the grain was taken to a licensed kiln along with a sack of raw corn, Raw corn was spread out in the kiln during the night when the kiln owner had retired to rest and the raw corn was removed and the malt spread on it, dried and replaced by the raw grain before day. The owner of the corn drying up on a kiln sets up on a night to watch it and on his discovery was eluded that the malting was completed. But he goes on to say that he did not think that the flavour of potting had any relation to the turf smoke at the kiln which is quite obviously not true, because we now know that that's what imparts the flavour. But he's telling us there that that's how they dried out the barley. So they were using the peat back in the 1840s at kilns. Like this? Probably more like that, yeah. So he's, right. he's, he's seen this. Now this is an illicit distiller, but he's also saying that they're getting it dried out at legal stills, or legal... Uh, kilns. So they're actually peating their whiskey. Lots of them have peated whiskey recipes. Okay? Now, as I say, all of these different chemicals go into it. We know Scotch whiskies, lots of them are peated, but actually the majority of them aren't. Where the reputation for peated whiskies come from is really the likes of your Lagavulin's, your all of these, which are really, really peaty. Isla, repeat it, and that's where that all comes from. Now, I told, I've mentioned this many times before, that Irish whiskey almost totally disappeared. You had a couple of big players who stayed on. Your Jameson, Bushmills, that was really the only ones that really have stuck the course completely. They didn't peat their whiskies. They were quite big. They didn't. They didn't. They normally didn't peat their whiskies. I'll just put that in as a slight caveat. I'll tell you why in a little minute. Oh, okay. So are you saying people thought it was peated, but it wasn't? Or 
they pretended it repeated what it wasn't or, or, or what are you saying Marty? Lots and lots of whiskey being produced in certain areas that was peated. But when Irish whiskey industry collapsed, before it collapsed, it had a number of big players. Bushmills, they didn't peat their whiskey. They were a big player. They they imported steam and coal and gas and, and over the over the history. Neither did Jameson, neither did any you know any of the ones that actually stuck around, because they were the big players. So they kind of called the shots. And in some ways, it's the same thing as, as what has happened with the pot still. Pot still whiskey is a mix of different grains, not just single malted barley. Okay. And the big players, if you're the, only, if you're the last man standing, you call the shots. Okay? Okay, yeah. There's a sort of a little bit of a misconception that Irish whiskey also didn't, um, didn't embrace the column still. The, the, the continuous 24-7 distillation. That's not really true. Dunville's, that was why Dunville's stayed until the 1930s. They they were still making money when they closed in the 1930s. One of the reasons was they had column stills in there. And what they did was they actually exported that to Scotland to make their money. So the type of whiskey that Ireland was known for was still the big players and they made this very light sort of style of whiskey in Scotland most of this whiskey in Scotland is not peated but it has this reputation that it is and it's not actually true it's a bit of a stereotype like most stereotypes are not actually 100% true okay okay right so how did it get how did it get that uh... just pe people people um they took to this sort of peated Irish or peated Scottish style and it was very easy for certainly people in the US, the bootleggers, if you buy a, a barrel of cheap alcohol and pour in some uh, Laphroaig, I'm with you. Barrel will taste of Laphroaig. So it kind of got this reputation that it didn't really deserve. I'm um, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Sort of renowned for being quite light, but that was because the big players were, were exporting this. At home, the big players were selling lots of whiskey, but there was also an awful lot of illicit stuff going on. And as the smaller guys got cut out for various reasons, all the way up until the, the 19th, sort of the, the latter part of the 19th century. All these little ones were disappearing, but before that, they would have been—they would have been too small. They started buying tons of coal and from from Newcastle, so they just used peat. So we're halfway through the show tonight, Marty. That's the good news. <laughs> I don't know where it goes, mm. uh, but we better do some of the mentions. Jordy Burke, a good evening uh, from Prince Edward Island, Canada. Hello. Thank you very much, Jordy. Remember to comment, like, and share. Irish whiskey review on YouTube, especially. Uh, so, uh, oh, did, did you pick a winner yet? Did you pick a winner yet for, for the hundredth person? We'll, 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 we'll do that at the end of this wee segment, Marty. Uh, yeah. uh, Julie Mason's on wonderful Irish peated whiskey. Does she see the hench peated there? Not just yet. Stay tuned. 
I, 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 I thought Amazon brought the bottle. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Michael Matthews is saying, uh, Shame Connemara stopped their Turf Moor version. He was a big fan. Yep. Lovely stuff. Uh, uh, why would they stop if Peter's on the, on the way back up again? Who knows, Justin? Who knows? These, these people make these corporate decisions and that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. And there's uh, James Moira. Johnny Walker is so big that his taste is seen as synonymous with scotch and it's peated. Might have something to do with that. That's a, a good analysis there. Very yeah. good analysis. Very uh, true. Yeah. You know, we'll have to start charging James Moira Doherty consultancy fees for, for, for or he'll have to be, we'll have to give him consultancy fees rather. <laughs> uh, uh, so th there you go. So there's, there's a lot of, I'm not going to do all the hellos tonight because there's just too many of them. Uh, yeah, we, we know that Facebook has been having weird issues. Thank you very much for, for Terry. We do know that because actually your picture isn't appearing there, but it's just black. Facebook's having issues. I would say it's because the elections are coming up and the Russians are trying to work their magic. <laughs> sure, sure, we, got we got reported for nudity just on our show. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We'll tell them about this. Okay. So you've watched this show. How many weeks have we been doing it? Uh, 12, 15, I don't know. We've done it a lot of weeks. Marty's correct. We have been reported multiple times for nudity. And we, we, we thought, you know, one of you wise guys was clicking the report button for nudity. Uh, but uh, Marty eventually got to speak to the, the wee person that, that deals with these things, Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, they wouldn't explain it. They just said, oh, oh no, you but it's just an algorithm. Now, I'm pretty sure that I have clothes on, and I'm pretty sure Marty has clothes on, so how would anybody think we were naked, especially as we're sitting, and you can't really see the important bits in men because <laughs> we could have shorts on now and you wouldn't know, like that RTE news reporter doing yeah. the, the news report the other day. So yeah. where did that come from? Can you, can you believe that? A guy from Malaysia actually rang me. To, to find out if, uh, if, <laughs> if there was if there was something uh, <laughs> me being nude on the thing. A boy from Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, Mark Kerr has said it's shiny head syndrome. I have makeup on. I have makeup on. What do, what do I put my makeup on? So, so say I put my makeup on. Say I put I put my makeup on so 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 I don't have a shiny head. There we go. You know it doesn't work. It only works in TV if you get the right stuff. Um, Shiny head syndrome. You're you're right, uh, Mark. It could be that. It could be it could be the shiny head. But I think it's a bit better than that. It 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 it, it could have been a listener living in hope. Hint hint, lads. <laughs> ah, boy, you, 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 you're not making this up. By the way, it's absolutely true. And there's Claire Louise Russell. Used to live in Northern Ireland. Missed the accent. I don't know where Claire Louise Russell is. Because I can't see it here, I'm maybe looking up my phone. Uh, Russell is not—it's not, it's not a, a, an English, Scottish, Welsh, or Irish name, is it? Is it are you French? Hold on, we'll, we'll 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 look it up to see to see who she is. We see this is where you have no privacy. You see, because you we, we can see the comments. You see, so uh, we'll we'll look up Claire, Claire Russell because I'm Hello. always interested to know she might be she might be near that Canadian and Prince Edward Island. Could be, could be. Uh, let me see. We'll look this up because uh, just as a matter of interest. So, where were we, Marty? We're doing Irish peated whiskey this week, 
and uh, where were we? You will have noticed this is all Scottish whiskey. Yep. Moving out. Out with the old. And with the new. Hello, <laughs> friend. No, please, James. These are Irish peated whiskies. Now they're not. They're, there's more Irish peated whiskies. Connemara was mentioned there earlier on. Um, Connemara has sort of been a, a store. It's been going for, I'm sure, twenty years now, and it's a, a it's a quite a, not massively heavily peated whiskey, but it's it's peated enough. Um, but these are kind of all new. Hinch, Peter. Mm -hmm. I am. A, I am a big fan of this. I think it's very, very good. Dark silky. We had that one. It was. Right. It was an eight out of ten, or maybe more. Oh, it's fabulous stuff. This is two stacks. You weren't and too sure about it, were you? And you I, I, this is this is this is good. It's quite good, but. Uh, it kind of misses it a little bit for me, but it's got peat in it. Two percent peat, aged in bourbon casks. We have Bill Phil, another little one. Again, peat. And there's a few others. Uh, and I'll, I'll touch on the little one. Matt, there's more and more peat Irish whiskies coming out, and and they're kind of carving out a little bit of a niche for themselves. And um, I, 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 I like peat. But there's lots of people don't. There's lots of people just cannot have it. And that's, you can't please everybody. That's why Pepsi exists. Because if Coke was just perfect, everybody would just drink Coke. Pepsi has to be there as well. So these are all coming on. Now, some of them are blends. Some of them are, are down malts. So you have these. <laughs> You're laughing, Justin. I take it I'm, I'm sorry. You know, when you changed the set there, the thought... I, Alice Sinclair was going to come in like Larry Grayson. Uh, does, <laughs> do, do, does does Murray not have staff to do that for him? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 and then we're, we're getting more feedback from Claire Louise Russell. She's she's in Plymouth and she okay. collects the Navy whiskey. Hobby with, is in the forces. Uh, and then jo Jody Burke was going to ask about the Scottish bottles on there, but the topic was Irish whiskey. That's where. It's Irish comes from. That's where that that, that comes from. Uh, it is about Irish whiskey. Yes, it is about Irish. We're ex we're explaining it. We're explaining it. All Just right. In case Jordy doesn't know, Isla's kind of the spiritual home of Scotch whiskey, and that's yeah. all Pete thing. You can see Isla from my house, from my doorstep of an evening as the sun goes down. I can see the paps of Jura, and just in front of it is Isla. So. They tell you how close I'm in Ireland, but I can see Scotland. Uh, I, I, I can almost see Campbelltown. I can you know, Mull of Kintyre and the parts of Jura and stuff from the house. So, can can I show them the picture? Yeah, it all depends what. Is. Don't get us reported for nudity again. Is it? Is it no. <laughs> I, I, I would I would show them the picture, but I don't think it's working because when I hit add image there, it wasn't doing it for some reason. What is that all about tonight? What yeah. is all that? Maybe I have privacy on, and that's the problem. Yeah. It might be. It might be something to do with privacy. Could be. 
Could be. No, 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 no idea. That's that's most most strange. Most strange indeed. What I'll do is I'll send it from my phone while we answer some of these questions and in because we've only twenty minutes to go. Where were we, Marty? Uh, Michael Massey is saying there's more stock in there than than, than the Tesco's. Uh, <laughs> Stanley yeah. Song is 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 saying he's a big fan of the dark silky. Uh, Claire Louise Russell is laughing at, and Jody Burke thinks the whole thing is very, very cool indeed. It is. It's not as cool as Canada in the winter time, but it's pretty cool. I'm, so I'm laughing at Stanley. Stanley saying that uh, Stanley Sung saying that he's a fan of the Dark Silky. Yes, he drove all the way down from Ballymena to the distillery to go and get get a bottle of it. So that shows you how good he thinks it is. Wow. Um, good, good. Because he brought me. Up. That that is that that is a, uh, some some dedication there indeed some dedication uh, indeed. What I'm now, saying, was... there is all of these new Irish peated whiskies coming out, which I'm I'm all for. I I'm a genuine fan of peat. I think it's I think it's fabulous stuff. I poured myself out and yeah, hench there, lovely sweet. Loads of people think that peat. I mean, the colour of it, uh, it should be sort of very dark and and, and and almost treacly or something, you know. And if they don't, if you smell this, if you nose this, it's very light, it's very, it, it's very, quite heavily peated, but it's fresh with peat. And I know that some people might find that a little bit odd, but it's that clean, sort of carbolic, phenolic, Flavor, which is really really nice in in the dosage that it's at. I look, I, I think Hinch is really really good. Bill Phil's really good. The two stacks is is good. Misses it a little bit for me. The dark silky, we are a big fan of this. There's so there's more and more pita Irish malts coming along. That's from so, this is the view from the front of Marty's house. Mm. Yeah, Mar Marty lives in Glenarm Castle. <laughs> he was. No, 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 Justin. I live above the castle. I live okay. in the castle. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. So it's it's a pretty fantastic view, and you're looking down the Anton coaster. When it's clear, the Paps of Jura are high up above, and well, just over the horizon. Uh, how many miles would it be away, Marty? Would it be fifty? Would it be? I don't think it's even as much as that. It's about thirty-five miles, I think, roughly. Something, not much more. So what about that for a view from his house? That is a view to behold. And basically, we're in the last throes of summer, and I took that during the week there, and that's fantastic. So there we go. So pe people can know, people go on Google Maps and be driving around like a mad thing trying to find where you live. Anybody who likes the show, feel free. Stop at the door, come on in and get a drink. Plenty of it. No, so I'm talking about Irish whiskey. And this, people think this is something new, but there was a very, very, a few months ago, I, I got a wonderful offer. I, I, I was told that I could enter into a competition, a raffle, a draw, and if I won it, I would have been fortunate enough to be eligible to put a thousand euro deposit on a bottle of whiskey, non-refundable. And then I would have had seven days to find the rest of the money to buy the bottle. There's only 44 bottles of it. And it's the oldest Irish whiskey ever sold, sold by Middleton. And I would have had 
seven days to find 36,000 euros to go on top of my other thousand euros. Now, needless to say, I graciously declined <laughs> that offer. Is this, the, is this the one I have a picture of, or is that a different one? It is. This one? Yes. This is Middleton Very Rare Silent Distillery batch number one. Okay? This would have set you back €37,000. It's a 45-year-old single malt from the old Middleton Distillery. Okay? The new Middleton Distillery, Irish Distillers, Jameson, Redbreast, all of that. Biggest distillery, biggest whiskey producer in Ireland by an absolute country mile. This is from the old distillery that, that closed. This was distilled in 1974. Uh, all good things were distilled in 1974, Justin. Were they? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I was only born in 1983, Marty, so I wouldn't <laughs> remember the 70s. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, get on. Anyway, <laughs> so this €37,000 bottle of whiskey is peated, Justin. It's a peated single malt, which goes to show you that even in the 1970s, they were still peating Irish whiskey. So we know that they were that they were peating barley in the 18th century. We know they were peating barley in the 19th century, and now we know that they are peating peating Irish whiskey in the 20th century. Now we also know they're peating Irish whiskey in the 21st. So what I'm saying is, Irish whiskey being peated has never really gone away. It's always been there, but because it shrank to such a small categories such a small amount it got this reputation a sort of stereotype that it wasn't that it was all triple distilled all very light all very little body um and it's just not true it's just not true okay right so we've about 15 minutes left tonight uh mm -hmm. i better do some of the other mentions uh, uh <laughs> here listen jordy uh, burke saying Think when COVID is over, party at Justin's. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I was supposed to go out there party tonight, but they've downgraded it from, uh, you know, uh, six people to just two people from two. Well, six people from two households. So it's uh, it's it's uh, well. What can I say? I, I, I don't want Marty will tell me off if I say alcohol kills it, but it does. <laughs> it does, but just not that way. Don't over don't don't overdo the booze. It's very easy to overdo the booze and lockdown. You might think that we have a glass of Guinness every single night, and you're completely wrong. We have two. No, we don't. Uh, please drink responsibly. Now, uh, Frank Hearn was saying there. Uh, he was saying there's no such thing as a bad whiskey. I completely agree. Uh, just one that makes a good cocktail, or one that needs Coke as a mixer. Definitely Coke as a mixer, or Mountain Dew. Never ever look as aid, Red Bull or Pepsi. He and it has to be from a bottle that's glass, not one of those fountainy things. <laughs> the Exorcist, my my, my old neighbour who who used to make all my spirits disappear. He drinks whiskey and ginger. Uh, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that because we we, we we know we know where the ginger came from, don't we? Yes. 
yes, yes. Uh, it, it came from Belfast. But what I will say is, I can't really argue with him because he does drink so, so much of it that uh, he must know what he's talking about, you know? Here, listen, somebody's saying, and uh, we know why he's saying, he's uh, Jimmy uh, Cotter saying, good choice in the hench. Any questions, just shout. So there you go. Send us up send us up the case of it, Jimmy. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh we, we know that we know the watch this show. We know the watch this show. But uh Can I just say can I tell you another thing as well? There's a few other um peated whiskies out there. Uh and what they do is they buy uh X peated whiskey casks. Now there's a couple out there. Uh, and I don't particularly like saying that, but I don't think it really works that well. I'm totally honest. Uh, there's they buy an X Isla whiskey cask and put their their spirit in it, and, and it takes on a sort of phenolic taste, but it's not really smoked, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's just something to be a little bit a little bit aware of that you can see ones that are. Uh, Pete influenced, if you like, and it, to me, it just. <laughs> he says, "No worries, I'll send up a case, an empty case." Sorry, uh, right. I've got a head case, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. You're terrible. Uh, right. Uh, what was I going to say? Claire's asking, "Is okay. tonic all right with whiskey?" Uh, um, it's up to yourself. Up to yourself. Puddling is, I tend not to put too much. I put water in some of them uh, regularly. But um, do you remember we did a, a show called Bad Whiskey? And there's a, a, few, a few bad whiskies that feel free to put anything you like in them. Um, furry liquid, <laughs> tonic. Please uh, don't drink furry liquid. Uh, Tonic doesn't really work with whiskey at all. I mean, I, I've never heard of that before. People drink whatever they want, just entirely up to themselves. You can maybe put Kaylee water in it. That might work. Work. In, 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 in. Do you remember what Kaylee water is, Claire Louise Russell? Do you Kaylee water? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. No, it's maybe a tiny. Uh, so there you there you go. Uh, what? Whiskey threat, whiskey treat, or whiskey threat? What's that? Whiskey, whiskey, and a threat. So you put too much on in it. All right. Okay. Very good. I've never heard that expression before in my life. Whiskey and a threat. That's where you basically threaten to kill the whiskey. All right. Very good. Never, never heard that before. Claire Louise Russell, you look a lot older than you look in your picture. You're maybe like me. You're maybe lying about your age. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we know you love Clement, Club Lemon I like Club Lemon A fizzy saw I'm going to try Club Lemon I might have some Club Lemon down there And I'll, I'll go and get some Bush Mills And I'll, I'll, I'll do that tonight actually uh, Jordy Burke's asking a good question About Kilbegan so Now's the time you get your questions in Because we've only got 10 minutes left And remember Marty you have to say who won the uh, the little miniature for being the 100 subscriber on YouTube because we want you to go to YouTube, Ari's Whiskey Review, and subscribe. Do it now. Do it now. Uh, yep. Jordy Burke's saying, yes, does Kilbegan have a peated? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Kilbegan. Kilbegan is a strange little distillery. 
because it's owned by uh, Cooley, and they've only they, they do distill there, but it's only recently they've brought out their their two their two own distillery products, if you like. They they used to distill a little bit there and then mix it with Cooley and all that kind of jazz. But now they've brought out a pot still and a rye. The pot still's pot still's good. Uh, the rye, uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I wasn't that blown away by. But I don't think they have any Peter. I don't think they have any plans for any either. Uh, and there's a few wise guys are on saying, Eamon Hargitay's asking James Moira Dockery, uh, what would be a good whiskey to put in Club Lemon? I, I'm going to I'm going to preempt them and say he'll say still no no he, he doesn't mean his own he doesn't mean his own but uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> it, um yeah, well what 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 do you want to drown the taste of but not that one not that not that one that's too nice no I wouldn't I wouldn't do it with this, the dark silky but I'm going to say it's too nice I'm going Some, to I'm going to suggest that's what you come out with okay right okay now I'm going to say something really controversial tonight. Which may may get us fined, okay? Murray's petrified. Evening, lads. What's the difference between Pete and Turf? Well, Pete's Protestant and Turf's Catholic. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's a good Turkey joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, 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 that's just too good to miss. I'm sorry. I had to do that one. Whenever you tell Americans, whenever they see. I say Americans, tell everybody. Uh, whenever they see the L plate and an R plate, and you say, oh, that guy's a loyalist and that boy's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's good. That, that's, that's a good one. That is very good. Sorry. Sorry, we, we couldn't resist that one. Please write in. What, Please what? write in. Because I, 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 I want your man Stephen, that always defends comedy, to uh, give us a tweet, you know? Who, 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 who? Stephen who? Nolan. Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Stephen Nolan. He, he no, that's Stephen Nolan. I wouldn't want him to tweet us. I wouldn't <laughs> want him to tweet us. He'd tell us off for encouraging partying. Um, <laughs> Pete and turf. Pete is a very specific thing. Turf could mean just any sort of soil. But soil doesn't necessarily mean it's peat. Okay? So it, it, it's... Pete's a very specific thing. Turf, basically, is any sort of soil, so it doesn't necessarily happen. You can't, you can't burn soil, but some people talk about turf as cutting the turf, dry it out, it becomes the peat, and, and then you and then you burn it. But it, it, it's it's inter, it's inter, it's interchangeable, right? Okay, it's inter, it's it's one of those interchangeable things. This is this is peat, sphagnum moss peat. That's what that is, and. Doesn't smell of it. It looks, if you say a little bit of it down, it looks very much like something that a dog has left behind. But <laughs> I wouldn't like to meet the dog that leaves behind something as big as that. Yes, it would be Bar Barkley the giant dog or something like that there. Uh, what was he called? Digby the biggest dog in the world. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, I've seen that one before. Seen that one before. Um, so listen, we've got uh, eight minutes left. Uh, everybody's laughing at the jokes, thankfully. The, the, the numbers went up in viewership, not dying. <laughs> and uh, uh, I've got to ask you, we, mm. we, we got the target of, of 100 on YouTube, Marty. 
uh, we're, we're, we're actually past it now, 113 or 14, 115. We, we're, we're, we're aiming for 250,000 by 2025. Yes. Uh, uh, Marty has already committed to say there will be a special prize at the, at the big milestones on the way. Okay. Um, for 100, I got some. For 1,000, we'll get some. For 100,000, they'll get some. And then once we hit the million, Justin, once we hit the million, then we'll, we'll be too big. We'll not, we'll not care about uh, the, little, the little people anymore, you know. We'll be like Kim Carter. We'll not really can, care. Can I, can I get a power boat then, can I? Oh, yes. Oh, no problem. I, I, love, right. I, I love one setting. I've got my eye on a Riva 600. It costs a quarter of a million. So, they, no? Yeah, no. I, I want one of the, the Lotus Elise. Uh, James Bond boats, you know, the submarine boat that he... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I don't think that really exists. Don't think it really exists. No. So, listen, who who won it? Did you pick the winner yet? Did you? I didn't pick the winner, Justin. They they were the 100th person. And it was a, a guy from Ballymena called Dusty Miller. And I will see him on Tuesday. And I okay. Talk okay. okay. Is, is, is he any relation to Wendy Miller from... Wendy uh, Miller's uh, half-step brother. I say, all right, yeah, I, I, I remember that program. Uh, let me let me see. Oh, the, the comments are coming in thick and fast in the last five minutes of the show. Do you know what we're doing next week? Because you did mention to me that we're doing uh, another tasting. You've got one on the pipeline, do you? Yeah, well, what I'm going to do this week, I am going to go and see a chef this week. Uh, uh, a guy I, I know. Oh, look, I've mentioned food that Justin's eyes have let up. Uh, food? Food, uh, but sure, I only ever have nuts with my whiskey. Well, well, yes, you were down here yesterday, and oh, you Chris. had sausage, sausage pie, uh, potatoes, coleslaw, and a bit of salad. Then I made you a uh, Thai soup with uh, noodles and stuff. So I mean, yeah, healthy yesterday. You weren't too bad yesterday. Actually, oh. do you know what? Do you know what my uh, calorie counter said? It oh. act, it actually said that I hadn't eaten enough calories yesterday because you walked me two miles around the forest. So <laughs> You saw a red squirrel. So what, what, what do you want? Well, I did see a red squirrel. We actually will probably show you the red squirrel footage, but we'll show you the, the, the yeah. sausage pie just in case just in case people get the wrong, wrong idea. There's a sausage pie, right? Uh, okay, there's the sausage pie, some nice potatoes, uh, some, I think it was rocket with that uh, balsamic uh, and, and a wee bit of cold slot as well. Uh, the tea emporium in Glenorm, very good, by the way. You get a proper, proper pot of tea, proper pot of tea and a proper tea cup. Much to be a congratulator. This is, I, I wholeheartedly endorse this kind of thing. What, 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 our product placement, there you go. There's the Tea Emporium. Look, there it is there. The, the Art House Tea Emporium. We'll give yes. them a mention too. So um, listen, we'll better, we'll better, we'll better wrap up. Um, what were you saying? So we're, we're, we're going to do a food tasting. No, what we're going to do next week is I'm going to go and speak to one of, one of I consider one of the top chefs in Northern Ireland. Uh, and he, I'm going to take down some whiskeys for him because he's not a whiskey guy. He, he has tried a few whiskies I've sent him and stuff, and, and he, he he thought they were very good. So I'm going to take down some bottles. He's going to try them and have a, a look at them and think to himself, mm, this might go with this or that, try that with that, so on and so forth. So not going to be eating any food. He's just going to make recommendations. So what's that space? And uh, maybe in a few months' time, I might get, uh, get him to make up some dishes and stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I'm lo- I'm looking forward to this. We could we could be the next unhurry bikers. We could be the bald baristas. The bald baristas. That's that's what I'm going to call it from now on. The bald baristas. I, I'm I'm close shaven by choice, Justin. Mine's mine's is optional. Uh, I think we should go with the the clean the clean shaven connoisseurs would maybe be a better one rather than I'm the bald. I'm going to put my hat on again. Um, <laughs> let, let, let me see. Uh, one last question here. Do you think regionality will come back, Marty, or will everyone do a bit of peated? Well, all I'm going to say is this. We have, in Ulster, uh, the northern province of, of Ireland, we have Sleeve League, who are doing peated. Um, I think they're doing double distilled. We have Dunvals, who I know are doing double distilled. We have the Radaman Estate, down, uh, David and Fiona, down at Shortcross. They're doing double distilled. People are doing double distilled up in the north. And I can see a sort of almost a slight regionality in, in Ulster where you're getting a bit more of the double distilled, possibly some pita. You know, that you can kind of see where there's a sort of style almost beginning. And I, I'd, I'd love, I'd, I personally would love to see that. I'd love to see a little bit of regionality in, in Ireland as well as in Scotland, you know. All right, Julie Mason saying another great show tonight. Frank Heron saying, if you need help, I'm available for the fruit, food. Uh, brilliant show as uh, as always. Thanks for the mention. Yes, sorry about the audio quality, but we, we couldn't do it again. We did. We, uh, we I, I, about, didn't we, Justin? It was our, my next door neighbours were wearing wireless uh, headphones and they had, it, must have had a broadcaster in the thing. We, it, it, it may have been that, but it, it may have been that. All sorts of things can interfere with it, but it's supposed to be clear. But on paper, it looks, the needles look normal, but there's a, the high-pitched wine behind it. So sorry about that, folks. Yep. Uh, the subtitles will do a great job of putting words in our mouth, okay? So don't <laughs> worry, don't worry about that. There's supposed to be subtitles on that, but they weren't showing up for some reason. Uh, another great show tonight. Uh Thanks for the crack. There you go. You're get, getting plenty of mentions. They're coming in thick and fast tonight. Uh, I think we haven't missed anybody out. Make sure you like and share it around the whiskey community in Canada, and we probably will get round to doing a Canadian special one night. Yeah? Possibly. Possibly. We'll see. From the mate of the mist. Yeah. But, but like I have to get Canadian right. I just drop in a little mention. Jim Murray and his whiskey and, and his whiskey Bible that he brings out every every year. Uh, I'll not, I'll not pass lots of comment on it. But this year, a Canadian rye was his favourite whiskey in the world. So, yeah. yes, that's right. And there's Kit Charles at Saint is sleeve league in Ulster. Yes, yeah. Ulster is what Ulster is. Uh, nine <laughs> counties, but Northern Ireland's only six. Donegal is in Ulster. Don't, be, don't please don't start. Please don't do a BBC on us this week. We have. Uh, Ulster was is nine counties. The state of Northern Ireland was six counties. So if we ever go down to three counties, we'll end up as a continent of our own. You know, we see the It's all very strange. But anyway, just remember, no man's an island. There you go. Uh, so uh, well done. Uh, good stuff. Thank you very much. Sorry I didn't put everybody on screen this week because there's just too many comments and I'm only putting on the really good ones, okay? So you have to come up with good ones. If you're saying hello or tagging a friend, I'm going to leave them out. Thank you very much, Marty. Catch you again soon. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.